when you when you speak about love, it's not about something that you receive or something that you give. This is not love. Love is something that you are. Welcome to the Solace and Shine podcast. This podcast is part of an online community at solaceandshine.ca. It is a platform for those yearning to remember their true purpose. We are coming to you from Ishtadev Niwas Ashram in the Purcell Mountains of beautiful British Columbia, Canada, within the unceded territory of the Tanaha Nation. The Solace and Shine podcast dives into teachings from the soul's ancestral roots. The teachings are here so that we may embrace the human experience and live it with beauty, courage, and creativity. These teachings will make you want to lean in and shine wholeheartedly together in community. Allow me to introduce to you our host and guide, Sanyasi Shivani. Shivani has worked as a medium and a spiritual teacher for the last 20 plus years. Through her dedicated practice as a renunciate, and a teacher of yoga, she guides community through all aspects of living and embodying spirit through foundations of love, service, yoga ecology, and elevated esoteric teachings. Are you ready to embody your light? Welcome to the Solace and Shine podcast. Hello, beautiful souls. You may have heard us talk about the importance of satsang, and if you are someone listening that has not attended one, this is an opportunity to get a glimpse. This is part one of October 2022's Roots and Wings satsang, and the people attending were on fire, as one would say, with their burning questions. The first three questions in this first part of the satsang were about free will versus determinism, blockages for receiving love, and boundaries versus rejection. It always amazes us to see how the teachings apply to the big questions and the everyday little questions. And the more we get to bring the teachings into our consciousness and into our everyday lives, we become the richer in authenticity of our experience of life. Before we move into the episode, we would like to present an opportunity to expand your experience here on Earth this summer with Dragonfly Song New Earth Capsules and the Land's Breath Solstice Retreat. Dragonfly Song is a four-week online program. It is a virtual sanctuary to unlock the secrets of self-discovery. This program will share wisdom that will open your consciousness to a new connection with Earth. It starts June 1st, 2024, and it partners with a discount to the Land's Breath Solstice Retreat happening June 20th to the 23rd, 2024. The Land's Breath Solstice Retreat will be a gathering of souls offering connection and a song to nature. It is a unique opportunity to explore the symbiotic relationship between nature and personal well-being. Sanyasi Shivani will be releasing her second book, Land's Breath, and Standing Stones will be sanctified at the vortexes that exist on the land of Niwas. This will be a grand and unforgettable event of heart expansion beyond all boundaries that you ever knew existed. We will provide the link to both of these delicious and nurturing events in the show notes. And now, enjoy episode 8 of the Solace and Shine podcast.
Okay, say it again, please. We'll be using your choice, like either yogic <laughs> and or galactic teachings. How do they address determine the age-old argument on determinism or free will? Depends on who you are speaking to, right? If you are talking to a five-year-old about death, you point up to the stars and say somebody's gone to heaven. You may believe that, you may not believe that, but you, 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 you always give, you offer something that of what that person can digest. Yeah, there was one story of Sri Swamiji in a yagya and Swami Shankarananda. And she's living in the ashram and she's like running around. I mean, she's like third in charge. So she's like, you know, crazy cat. She's like running around. She's got a little notebook and she's like, blah, 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 blah. And Sri Swamiji was, you know, Swami Shankarananda is very Shiva. Like she is very like, she's in control. She... <laughs> She's very in control of everything. And, and, you know, she's very strong personality. I consider her family. And she's like just very, very like not negotiable uh, in many, many things. And she was like running around the, the program and Sri Swamiji was giving satsang and he like stopped in satsang, turned to her and said, there is no free will. And then went back to satsang. And she said she just stopped and looked at him. And instantly this piece of ego in her just rose up, right? So like, you know, is, is there free will or is there, is it fatal free will? You know, when you're not awake, you think that there's free will, that you're making decisions. When you start waking up, you realize that a lot of the decisions you make are decisions actually out of pain that are holding you in further suffering. And therefore the path of least suffering is thy will, which is surrender. And therefore you surrender the free will so that you can live, you can experience this moment with the least amount of suffering. And then you go into layers of teaching of you don't exist. So what is this free will, fate, business anyway? Who, who has the free will? If the ego is nothing but a filter for the samskaras that have come from the one. So you can take those and whichever one resonates with you at this moment, you should go with that, right? Because, <laughs> because if you actually speak to the, the essence, the, the ego will reject it because the ego is, is once it's self-preservation. The ego wants to believe that it exists lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. Right? But if, but then how do you come back into sub ek, atma bhav, or one? We want our cake and eat it too. Does that make sense?
I mean, this is what we've spoken a lot about in this residency. We've been doing an exercise with the golden link of the samskaras, of taking different samskaras every day as a lifetime. And then at the end of the day, putting it back in the, in the pot and taking out different ones, right? But, you know, the different samskaras are influencing the different lifetimes. But there's no, you're, you're only a filter, you're only the carrier. You're not the being experiencing it. The divine is the being experiencing it, but it's experiencing it through a specific facet of the diamond. The facet doesn't exist, only the diamond. The facet is, a, is, a, is an angle for the light to be perceived through, but it doesn't actually exist on its own. So then who is choosing, right? Okay, next one. What could be the cause of not allowing oneself to receive love? And what are ways to overcome that? Love, what, you, what you're calling love is not love. Mm. You can't receive love. Love is the, the substance from which all creation is. You can't receive it just like the ocean doesn't receive a drop. The ocean is the drop. The drop is the ocean. There is no separation. So when you are coming from the perception that you can receive love or reject love or blah, 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 blah what you're actually talking about is attachment and grief, right? When you, when you speak about love, it's not about something that you receive or something that you give. This is not love. Love is something that you are. So if you, you do not feel like you are receiving love, why are you looking for love from the outside? Why is your orientation not? Why is your orientation, why am I not receiving love from the outside or unable to receive love from the outside? Why, why put that energy into how can I embody love? How can I be love? How can everybody that comes into my presence experience love? When you were in the presence of Sri Swamiji, the love that he was able to embody, the frequency that he was able to embody was not directional. He did not love you and not love you when you were good and you were not good. This is not love. If you do not feel love or feel like you're receiving love, then you've got to ask yourself, why are you not focused on being love, embodying love? Why are you not loving? Because when you are loving, you can't be loving to something you cannot emanate love if you do not have love inside. So first, if your intention is to be loving, the first thing you will learn to experience love for is yourself. Does that make sense? But this directional love is not love. It's codependency from a lack of self-love, lack of self-worth, lack of self-acknowledgement, lack of self-connection. And then once you've got the self-connection and the self-acknowledgement and the self, 
worth and the lovingness when your heart opens in the lovingness you're no longer worried about if somebody else is loving you you don't need them to you love you are love does that make sense Naradana, mm -hmm. did you have your question Come on, Ryan. Um, I'm curious about the distinction between a feeling of separation versus a feeling of a boundary. I've heard you say that a boundary can reject a behavior, but not a person. And that helps me to understand the distinction on one level. In the context of the visualization in this month's practice and the feeling of sovereignty, integrity, and clarity that allows us to be connected to all things, could you describe the feeling of a boundary that is not a separation? A boundary doesn't close your heart. The feeling of separation, what you're actually feeling when you feel any separation is actually your heart closed off. A boundary, the heart does not close. In fact, there's more compassion for the person understanding the level of pain that they must be in, that their behavior needs that you to set a boundary. There is a deep compassion there, a deep heart opening that you are strong enough to withstand the force of that bad behavior and hold that boundary without closing your heart to them. This is, this is, if Swami Shankarananda has mastered one thing in her life, she has learned how to hold a boundary without closing her heart. Now, if you're only ever used to hold somebody holding a boundary and rejecting you, then sometimes it's very hard for you as the person that's being held the boundary off to be feeling that somebody's heart is still open. Because you're habitually trained that if somebody is setting a boundary towards you, they're actually rejecting you. And so that's where you go. But that's your problem, not theirs. Right? But as a professional boundary holder, <laughs> uh, the, the heart does not close when you're actually holding a boundary. If you hold a boundary and you get annoyed and pissed off and, and, you're, and, and you start to feel you know, separation, then that, that is your problem. That is my problem. If I start to feel like really emotionally triggered and I don't like that behavior and that is you know, not okay and blah, 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 I'm closing my heart to that. That's not holding a boundary. That is rejecting somebody right because i have stuff coming up in me that doesn't feel good so i'm going to create a separation either to make them not see that i have that or because i subconsciously believe that they are the cause of that yeah but when you hold a boundary you are not emotionally embroiled in the story and if you can hold that discernment and that space and not embroil yourself in the story, 
you can see the person behind the action and you can hold your heart open to that person while clearly holding a boundary at the same time. And we would do it with our kids sometimes, not all the time, right? But it's something definitely to aspire to, right? Can you hold a boundary without rejecting the child? Can you hold a boundary to the behavior without rejecting the child? Right. And the difference is whether or not your heart is open at that time. It's not about, you know, um, you know, stop doing that behavior, but I love you. Like, that's not what I'm talking about because that's just mixed messages and it creates really distorted behavior in the person or in the child or whatever. Right. It's the boundary. That behavior is not working but the heart doesn't close thank you for joining us in our solace and shine podcast if you liked this episode please subscribe rate and share it we would love to hear what inspired you and if you have any questions or topics that you would like for us to explore please leave a note in the comments Also, if you would like a daily dose of connection and raising of your frequency, join us on We Are, our online community. You can find the link in the podcast description. Follow the link and you will receive two weeks for free. See you soon. And don't forget, soften and expand.